I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Another hour of the Jesse Kelly Show. Remember, you can email the show, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Let's check in with the commander-in-chief. The NATO meeting. I sat down. It was in February, February, no, January after being elected. The late January, early February. <laughs> I hear you, Joe. I get confused, too. Dear Balding Eagle Oracle. My Hispanic dime wife and I are the proud parents of an anti-communist in junior high. He crushes it in school and dreams of one day attending West Point. Am I crazy to consider changing his last name to my wife's maiden name so he stands a better chance of being accepted? This would also break my father's heart and be the end of our family name. Just a thought that popped into my head, but what have you done to prepare your boys for the discriminant that is undoubtedly coming their way? His name is Mark. Um, you don't change your family name for anything or anybody. And you don't let your father's name die for anything or anybody. Not West Point or anything like that. Uh, how do I prepare my boys for what's coming their way? Here, here's what I tell my sons. This is what we've always told them. They are aware of the news. 
they listen to the show, so they're aware of what we're up against. They're aware of the commies. They're aware of our society. They're aware, because I talk to them all the time. The wife and I talk to them all the time about how truly broken and lost and evil this world is and how they're going to have to be a force for good in it and they're going to have to exist in it and how there's going to be injustice in it. But how do you prepare them for stuff like that? To be discriminated against that way? Look, if I can say we at least have the benefit of having Americans who have fortitude right now. We have the fortitude necessary to push through it all. Yes, the the kids, depending on who you are, but depending really on your political beliefs, are you a servant of the system or not, you are going to be discriminated against by the system. Just simply prepare them for that and tell them to suck it up and keep going. I... Uh, I didn't. I don't think I actually read the email. Did I read the email a couple nights ago? Oh yeah, I did. About the guy who he was 58 years old, flat, broken, busted, quit his job, went and got a job in sales. Now he's so rich he drives a charter boat around Florida. I know that this economy is different, radically different than one you than one your dad grew up in, than one my dad grew up in. I understand that there are different opportunities here, but there are a lot of opportunities here. Just because of all the turds that are there. Now, is that going to keep your son out of West Point? It might. It really might. But you don't let the family name die. And you definitely don't let it die for West Point. No way. Now, Jesse, uh, you recently mentioned the fall of the Roman Empire. And the world did not continue to build on the foundations created by the Romans. The roads, buildings, etc. were not repaired and no new one built. Will the same thing happen if our civilization comes to a halt as the WEF hopes? Yes, but in a different way. Because remember, what they were, what roads were back then, and buildings and indoor plumbing and aqueducts and all those things, they were t- it's technology, that's all. It's advancements in technology. This is why you can see a future that is kind of apocalyptic if you really want to let your mind go there. What is that Albert Einstein quote? I'm paraphrasing it here. He says, I don't know what circumstances World War III is going to be fought in, but I know World War II will be fought with rocks. World War IV, I'm sorry. World War IV will be fought with rocks. That's what he says. He's essentially saying the next war is going to be so terrible with so many devastating weapons that it's going to, uh, it's going to cause society to go backwards by a lot. By technologically go backwards by a ton. And I don't know that I agree with all this because, again, this is all hypothetical apocalyptic movie stuff. But it is easy to see how we would lose, how we would lose so much of what we've grown accustomed to. Let me ask you something. Do you own a smartphone? You do. Everyone does now. For the most part, everyone does. You own a smartphone. Okay. Now let me ask you. How many people in your life, be honest, how many people do you know who could disassemble it and simply reassemble it? I didn't say create a new one that's functional. How many people do you know could disassemble your smartphone and reassemble it? That's something fairly basic, you know, construction-wise. You probably don't know many people. I don't know that I know many people. Chris could probably do it, but I don't know many people. And I don't think I know a person, I don't know, maybe Chris and Michael, who could come up with software and stuff like that that would run on the... And Chris says he couldn't. Michael, can you do that nerdy stuff, that the software stuff, that the whatever, kind of? No, not really. Yeah, well, don't worry about it. Well, we don't know many people, do we? 
how many people, how much of our brain drain have to go before we lose access to technological advances we've grown accustomed to? It's something worth exploring. It's a fascinating mental thing to think about for sure. Uh, a lot more fascinating than the transportation sector. And I'm the, right there with you. I've uh, We counted it up. I've taken about 600 airline flights since I got this job because, of course, uh, a big part of being Secretary of Transportation is traveling around the country. Yes, that's a huge part. <laughs> Did you see, you see this, California? Gavin Newsom in California, he just signed into law a minimum wage for fast food workers. 20 bucks. 20 bucks. And... Everybody who knows anything about the economy knows how this is going to go. The prices for fast food are going to skyrocket. The American jobs in fast food places, these are entry-level jobs for kids and stupid adults. Those jobs are going to disappear. They'll be occupied by either illegals or robots. This will only hurt Americans. It will only hurt the poor. It will only hurt all of these people. We know all of these things. The question is, how many Americans instinctively know it too? Again, we have an education thing. All right, let's get to some Ask Dr. Jesse questions. Oracle, I enrolled in online classes through Harvard for cybersecurity. I have some bad news for you. It says, I've, it's, it's, it's as if, easy for me to say, it's as if I'm being taught by CNN. The articles and reading assignments are always anti-Russia and oftentimes mention Donald Trump. Of course they do. Not only that, but they talk about debunked fake news from years ago as if it's true. For example, my last assignment was how Russia hacked Hillary Clinton's computer to help Donald Trump win the election. Just flat out lies and propaganda being taught as if it's fact. I have accepted that this sort of thing is normal if you turn on the TV, but to see this blatantly from a supposedly top university is hard to stomach. Should I drop out and move on or should I be an anti-communist mole? One... You stay exactly where you are and you become an anti-communist mole. We don't need everybody to be outside of the system. We are going to need people inside of the system infiltrating the system. They infiltrated our system. Remember that. They spent decades infiltrating our system. Now the Cub Scouts talk about how gay they are. They spent decades infiltrating our system. We must do the same. That's right, Chris, the slow march through the institutions. The same thing they did to us, we must do back to them because we are the rebel guerrilla force now. They are the force that is in power. So we must conduct ourselves as rebels do, as guerrillas do. If a guerrilla, if a rebel had a chance to go undercover in cybersecurity, would he take it? Of course he would take it. So sit right there and do your garbage assignments and lie through your teeth and pass your cybersecurity class. But it also, I brought this up because it is a great example of how institutionalized communist thought is now in this country. And this is why the system pillars, this is another example of why I call it the system. The pillars simply work with each other to create this seemingly impenetrable shield because they're always supporting each other. So you get some media hack. Some uh, Let's say you get some guy at CNN. He goes out there and says, Donald Trump is a, is a dictator and Russia hacked his emails for Hillary. Well, that's ridiculous. And so you, person who knows facts, you, you raise your hand and say, ah, oh, that's ridiculous. He's not a dictator and that never happened. And what do they do? 
They come back now and they say, oh, excuse me, I have this research paper from Harvard. See, that's how the pillars protect each other. They always work in concert to protect each other. Think of the elites of this nation from Harvard to CNN to the presidency as a bank robbery crew that figured out we can make more money if we loot together, if we rob together, if we plan together and look out for each other, then we can do whatever we want here. The institutionalization, gosh, that's got to be the biggest word I've ever used on this show. Community college, baby. The institutionalization of communism. Devastating. All right. What's going on with this Melania thing? I hope there's not a problem here. Hang on. Missed out? Catch up. JesseKellyShow.com It is the Jesse Kelly Show on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Remember, the iHeartRadio app is free. Go download the radio app. And they podcast every minute of every show except for the music. Sorry about that. But you don't have to miss a single sultry minute of my voice here on the show. You can sit here every day for three hours a day. Changing people's lives. With me. All you have to do is go to iTunes, iHeart, Google, Spotify. The podcast is there. Go download it at your leisure and enjoy. Now, I'm not going to spend a bunch of time on rumor mill crap, but there have been rumblings behind the scenes for five, six months now in the political world, specifically in the Trump world, about him and Melania. I personally... I think Melania is the bee's knees. She's, in my opinion, everything I wanted a first lady to be. On top of being a knockout, she speaks all these languages. She didn't, she didn't try to lead the country like Jill Biden does, like so many of these first ladies, like Michelle Obama did. She's just the first lady, was just always there. She was exactly what I thought a first lady should be. Now, I knew at the end of Trump's presidency, Melania was freaking done with it. She was done with the spotlight and the hate and everything else. She was, she was done with it. And let's pause for a moment. Remember, Melania Trump was Donald Trump's wife before Donald Trump started running for president. So she probably became pretty accustomed to being very, very welcomed most places. You're Don, remember, before he was the most hated man in America, he was Mr. Trump to everybody. He's Donald Trump. There's not a place you could go. He wouldn't be welcome. And now she finds herself hated as you know a Nazi wife. And the rumblings toward the end of Trump's presidency were that she was done with it. And she never wanted to experience this again. And she just wanted to go retire and raise her son, Barron. Remember, they have a 17-year-old boy now. And the rumors from Trump camp for a while uh, with, fr- with my friends there were that Melania really did not want Donald Trump to run for president again. That Trump did want to run for a variety of reasons, and she did not. She did not want to get thrown back into the limelight. She didn't want to just go through the grinder again. That she was really, she had a real problem with that. I heard as well from somebody who would know, I will say, this is not some heard from a guy who heard from a guy, the whole New York City settlement thing with the lady who claims Trump assaulted her, that actually bothered Melania a lot, even though I took that whole thing as being kind of garbage. I heard that bothered Melania. She did not take that as being that garbage. She's very upset, from what I understand. There's an article out today, a bunch of articles out today, 
that she is renegotiating her prenuptial agreement ahead of his legal stuff and presidential woes. And we're talking about an increased allowance and things like that. And I'm going to move on. I don't want to spend a bunch of time on yucky stuff like that. I hope they are doing okay. It would be very difficult to see how a, a marriage wouldn't struggle under that kind of constant stress and strain. Just being president alone would be stressful and straining. And then you have all the legal stuff. And then it, it, I hope they're doing okay. I, it's, I don't want Donald Trump to go to prison. I don't want Donald Trump's life destroyed. And you don't want Donald Trump. I hope you don't want Donald Trump's life destroyed. And it's not hard to envision a year from now of Donald Trump being divorced and in prison. And that, gosh, if that happens, that's going to freaking suck. You know what? Let's move on. I don't want to talk about this. That's awful. Oh, gosh. That just got really dark and ugly there. Anyway, let's brighten it up. Hey, Jesse, my wife and I have been doing so well. Oh, good. This one will do well. We're starting marriage counseling. The problem is I don't trust therapists. I was wondering if you had a surefire question or two I could ask the counselor in the first session that their answer would prove they're not a communist and share the same values as us. Thank you for everything you do. Okay. I have mixed emotions about therapists anyway. On some level, I think a lot of them are full of tutti-frutti bullcrap and they're the chiropractors of the brain world. And look, I've been to chiropractors because I had a bad back. I grew too fast. And what I saw, for the most part, not universal, for the most part, you get into a chiropractor and what's he do? Every time. Anyone who's ever been one already knows. He'll crack your back and make an adjustment and he'll say, man, okay, we did some good today. But the thing is, I'm going to need to see you every week for the next six months at $800 a pop to make sure we fix that back. They always, quote, fix you for a week so you can come back and see them again. The shrinks do the same daggone thing. Wow, we've made a lot of good progress today. I'm sitting here in my cardigan and I believe that uh, if you simply show up and Make your monthly payments, of course, for the next four years. We'll finally get this worked out. They do that all the time to people. I don't know that I have a question or two because I've never sat down with a therapist of any kind. But I'll tell you, the beauty of today is you don't actually have to ask questions in professional environments to vet the environment you're walking into. And this applies to all of us, whether you're dealing with shrinks or doctors or whatever. And let's all say a prayer for this guy and his, and his wife. Let's hope they get things worked out. I'm sure they will. You care enough to, to dig into it like that, you're going to get things worked out. But the thing is, what channel's on the television when you walk in? When I walk into my doctor's office, it ain't CNN on the news. What channel's on the television? Are you seeing, right when you walk in, a mask policy of some kind on the front door? Do you see what I mean? There are all kinds of little indicators now on what the politics are of the office you're walking into if you just open your eyes and look around. It's honestly more valuable than the questions. They might try to be coy about the questions or dance around it. You can tell when you walk in a place the politics of the office. There's an office here in this building. You walk in and it's a, a bank and they have a gigantic Marine Corps flag on the wall, and there's Fox News on the TV every time you walk by. You think that's a bunch of Democrats who work in that bank? I think not. Probably not. Tell you all you need to know. All right. We're moving on. Fascism versus communism. What are we looking at here? Is there a difference? What, what, what are we dealing with? And home defense. Before we get to that, your defense, meaning your money defense. What do you have? Do you have gold? 
do you have silver? Look, I don't care what precious metal you buy, but you must get something to help you along, to help get you through. What you're doing is not some apocalypse measure. You're buying something to help bridge a gap for serious dollar problems and societal problems and things getting stable. That's all you're doing when you buy gold or silver coins. And maybe you're thinking, Jesse, that won't happen in my lifetime. Man, hopefully not. But the beauty of it is they don't go stale. It's not chips. They're going to be good for your kids and their kids and their kids. The gold or silver you buy and have delivered to your home from Oxford Gold Group almost undoubtedly will save someone in your family line down the day, down the line. How about that? 833-995-GOLD. Tell Oxford Jesse told you to call. Go get some. 833-995-GOLD. We'll be back. Fighting for your freedom every day. USA! USA! The Jesse Kelly Show. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast NBA DNA with Hannah Storm digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe 
Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Did you hear this rep, Jasmine Crockett from Texas? She went all in on the old Biden loving his son. Because he's got 91 counts pending right now. But I will tell you what the president has been guilty of. He has unfortunately been guilty of loving his child unconditionally. And that is the only evidence that they have brought forward. And honestly, I hope and pray that my parents love me half as much as he loves his child. Until they find some evidence, we need to get back to the people's work, which means keeping this government open so that people don't go hungry in the streets of the United States. And I will yield. Daggone. She about won me over. She about won. Look, she was all kinds of fired up. About won me over. Jesse, can you explain the difference between fascism and communism? Yeah, there's no difference at all. You see, on paper, the difference is supposed to be fascism. Fascism ends up with really one guy at the top. One guy who ends up controlling all the industry of a nation. Whereas communism is generally thought of, it's generally supposed to be, there's a committee who runs things at the top, and then all the workers and everyone else is evil. But it just never, ever, ever works out that way. These people are so vicious and demonic and destructive, they just end up killing each other for the top spot. That's why it has never worked out that way. It never will be that way. There's never going to be a central committee. In the end, there's always a, a dude who's willing to murder enough people and do the things necessary to make sure he sits on a throne, not part of a committee. These people don't sit around a table once they take final power and look at 20 other commies and say to themselves, wow, it feels so good to be part of a committee. Demons don't think that way. They sit around a table and look at 20 other people and they think, man, I bet you I could shoot all these people in the face and just take over everything. And that's what they do. That's how communists operate. White trash shogun. Does anyone care if the government shuts down? Of the hundreds or thousands of people I've interacted with since it started, no one mentioned it. It's like the actor strike. No one noticed. Or that guy at work that didn't show up for one week and no one noticed until he showed up again. His name is Marty. This is another one of those things. It's actually very, very similar to the Ukraine situation. The government shut down. Should I care? Should I care? I don't care. Jesse, I don't care. Why do they care so much? Well, we Americans live in an interesting society now, in a different time, an interesting time. But it's, it's interesting in this way. This is what I mean. Our traditional news sources, if you don't grab news from your own internet sites you like or your own social media or whatever, if you follow along with traditional news sources, I'm talking about magazines, newspapers, the nightly news on channels, doesn't matter, NBC or CNN, if you follow traditional news sources, you are 
only ever going to receive the perspective of the system. You see, because they all work together, media and government and education and all these people, they have a completely different set of priorities and goals than your set. And I mean completely different set. Their set of goals looks nothing like yours. If you had 10 goals for your country and your community, these are the things I want for my nation. And you so you put them in a dark room, or not a dark room, I guess they need light and a pencil. You put them in a separate room and you said, write down your 10 goals for the country and they weren't allowed to lie. And they wrote down their 10 goals. You wouldn't have one identical goal, not one. None of your goals would be the same. And this is what you see when it comes to things like Ukraine, Republicans, Democrats, Mitch McConnell, and Joe Biden. There's nothing more important than Ukraine. Oh my gosh, my brain froze. When nobody in America really cares. Normal voters don't care. The same thing you see with the government shutdown. The system cares because the system is reliant on your money, taxpayer money, constantly being stolen from you and given to them so they can then hand it out and redistribute it to all their friends and colleagues and people who are destroying the country. The entire system rests on that concept. It keeps going. They keep stealing from you and keep handing it to their friends. The entire country now is based on that and only that. So the prospect of even a tiny part of that stopping, even though, of course, they already exempted Ukraine because that must go on, but the concept of any part of that stopping is beyond belief for these people. For these people, it's just beyond comprehension because their list doesn't look like your list. We're, a long week. we're not we're not September 30th yet, but the one thing I'll tell everybody, I've never seen anybody win a shutdown. You only put the power in the hands of the administration. If you want to secure the border, pass Homeland. If you want to make uh, America strong and secure, you pass the DOD appropes bill. If you're not willing to pass appropriation bills and you're not willing to pass a continuing resolution to allow you to pass the rest of appropriation bills and you don't want an omnibus, I don't quite know what you want. So, I mean, we just have to get together, figure it out, and move forward. For a guy like Kevin McCarthy, a government shutdown is the end of the world. For a guy like Joe Biden, for any, any of these people who live and die for the system, it is the end of the world. But normal Americans are worried about the price of gas and buying a home, affording the home they still have. It's just a difference in priority. And it's something we've touched on before on the show, but it will be fascinating as we move forward watching these people. They're supposed to at least act like they care about the things we care about. They're supposed to at least look at my list, at least pretend like you've seen my list. Have you seen my list? Do you care about my list? But they have their own list. That's why for them, for if, you, if you're in the media, if you're in government, if you're in education, if you're in any part of the system, a government shutdown is the end of the world for you. For you, me, we don't care. No big deal. Dear world famous author, if a man or woman wanted to add a bow to their home defense apparatus, what bow would you suggest and why? Would it be a long bow, a compound bow, a recurve bow, or a crossbow? Okay. One, there are items we add to our home security, our home defense stuff, because they are important and necessary. And then there are items we add because they're fun. Oftentimes, those things can cross over. There can be an overlap there. 
Oftentimes they are not. I have guns. They're very important for home defense. Different kinds of them too. All kinds of different kinds of them. That's important for home defense. You know what's not that important for home defense? A tomahawk. Do I own a tomahawk? No, but I'm going to. Am I going to keep it by my bed? Yes. If someone breaks in, is that going to be a difficult decision? I'm looking at my Glock. I'm looking at my Tomahawk. I'm looking at my 300 blackout. I can't guarantee I'm not going to pick the Tomahawk. That's a stupid thing to do. I am who I am. A bow is kind of the same, if we're being honest here. That said, I'm dying for a crossbow. Dying for one. And when I've been in, every, every time I go in a sporting goods store or a gun show or something like that, I always end up stopping by the crossbows and I just find myself holding them and I'm looking down the, 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 the scope in them and I'm thinking to myself, think how epic it would be if some worthless murdering piece of trash broke into your home and he thought he was going to hurt you and instead of a gun, you grabbed a crossbow and you just snuck up on him and just thunk, just zonked him with it. Gosh, that would be epic. Jeez. Ah! Is that dark? Did that go too dark? Tell me that wouldn't be sweet. Crossbows are sweet. Are they not? What, Chris? Why are you poo-pooing that? What? The tomahawk. No, I know the tomahawk is better, Chris. There's also a proximity thing there. With the crossbow, I don't have to be right by him. I'm not that quiet. I would want to sneak up on him with the tomahawk. What, Chris? You get one shot with a crossbow and then it's a couple. Okay, that's fair. I think with the tomahawk, if I went that way, I think I'd go naked. I don't No, listen, I don't sleep naked. But picture this. You break into someone's home and there's some six foot eight guy running at you naked as a jaybird with a tomahawk in his hand. You're gone. There could be 20 of them there. They're running away. Oh my gosh. Anyway, let's talk about abortion. Let's talk about preborn. Talk about saving some babies before we get back to all these Ask Dr. Jesse questions and fun. Because we are going to do one good thing today. Let's all, do, let's all do one good thing. $28 is the cost of a life. Because $28 buys a free ultrasound for a woman who needs a free ultrasound. Preborn, that's where you go. They put, they put these pro-life clinics in these abortion areas and they give free ultrasounds to women who are about to have an abortion. That's the most amazing part. She's about to kill the baby. And preborn will say, hey, how about a free ultrasound? And she lays down and she hears the heartbeat and she chooses life. Dial pound 250 and say baby and go give your 28 bucks today. Save a life going into the weekend. Or go to preborn.com slash jesse. Sponsored by preborn. Jesse Kelly. Back soon. It is the Jesse Kelly show, and I am still so excited and encouraged by this teachers union president in Minnesota yesterday. I'm telling you right now, we are having huge victories. You think we are losing, and yes, things are bad. I know that, but where it matters at a local level Huge victories, and these people are scared to what death. What we're hearing is um, the stakes have never been higher. Um, you know, these school board races are happening in places where perhaps, um, you know, there haven't been contested elections. Um, but what we are finding is that there are more and more contested races. Um, uh, these candidates aren't coming from, you know, 
a lot of times they're being funded from a national agenda um, and getting national money. In fact, um, we are very aware that I think in last year in, in Brainerd, there they are mad that we are organizing, we are rallying, and we are taking back what they treasure so much. It's wonderful. All right, it's Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Focus. Private Gomer Pyle. Do you think Trump will be removed from the ballot in enough states to prevent him from having a path to win in 2024? If so, at what point does he throw his support to DeSantis? What say you, O oh great oracle, with the advancing to the rear hairline? His name is uh, Dave. Okay. Um, I see this really, really horrible scenario coming. And so here, let me just lay it out for you. This is what I see coming. I've, I'm not going to go into all the Trump stuff too much. I've, I've already covered that many, many times. The answer to your question is yes. I see them remo- remo- either removing him from the ballot and or putting him in prison. Look, this Judge Chutkin in D.C. wants him in prison. If Donald Trump is either off the ballot or physically in prison for the 2024 election, the chances of him being able to win that election are almost zero. Not because of you or not because of me. I don't care what prison he's sitting in. I'm voting for him in the general election because Normie Norm and Normie Norma, they're just, they're not going to vote for a guy who's sitting in prison. They're not. It's a bridge way too, it's, it's asking too much to catch up all these Norms and Normas to what time it is right now. I believe that is their plan. And so I have this horrific scenario in my mind laid out. And I should talk to Megan Kelly about this yesterday, but it, it's something I've talked to many friends about before. I am very worried about the Republican convention. Let's say the Republican convention comes along and Donald Trump has won the primary. That's the likely scenario as we stand today. He wins the primary and yet he's either off the ballot in Michigan. So already he can't win the election. He can't. They took him off the ballot in Michigan and Arizona. He can't win the election. The period. You only have to remove him from the ballot in two or three swing states. It's over. Honestly, one state is probably over, but two or three, it's over. It's not possible. So he's either removed from the ballot by the time the convention comes along or he's in prison by the time the convention comes along. If he's in, if either of those things or both of those things have taken place by the time the convention comes, I believe the Republicans are going to try to replace him on the ballot. Only you cannot do that because the people will have spoken. This is why I get so mad about these people who I understand people love Trump and hate Trump. But if you're in the hardcore hate Trump camp, that's fine. But the people are going to choose. I don't stress about the primary because the voters, the GOP voter in this country is going to get the nominee he deserves. We do not have a heavy participation in primaries. Our most hardcore people are going to go out and vote in this primary. Whoever our nominee is, it will be exactly who we deserve. And they earned it. If the GOP primary voter has decided that he wants Donald Trump as his nominee, then he deserves Donald Trump as his nominee. He gets Donald Trump as his nominee. And it is not the place of the RNC or anyone else to step in and try to prevent that from happening. If that is what the people want, then give them that. That is the people making their choice. But I worry, and Megan brought this up to me, that there's going to be a big convention fight. If we're sitting at a convention with a nominee who cannot win, do we scramble and rip up the rule book and then just nominate someone else? 
And the answer to your question, what if it was DeSantis? I don't even think DeSantis would ask for it in that case. And if he did, it would be dead wrong of him. And it would be, honestly, it would be, it would split the Republican Party in two in a way that would make it they could not possibly win the election. It would outrage everybody. Well, not everybody. It would outrage so many people. I just don't know how they could possibly do it. But, and that's a good point, Chris, but the GOP loves to lose with dignity. They might just say, hey, well, I know people will be mad, but we must remove Trump anyway. He can't win. Yes, we're, of course, going to lose, but let's, let's remove Trump and we'll nominate Mike Pence. You know it would be somebody like that. It wouldn't be anyone with an eye on their political future like a Ron DeSantis, even if you hate DeSantis. He's young. He's going to have a political future. He's not going away. He's not going to throw that away to be handed a nomination where half the party will instantly hate his guts. And half the party will instantly hate whoever this imposter nominee is. And yet that scenario, that nightmare scenario I just laid out, that's not in any way crazy. That's I don't even know if I want to say likely, but coin flip, coin flip that that's where we go. And this is why, this is why I find one of the reasons I find the people's attitudes in this election to be fascinating and not necessarily yours, but I will see people on the right a lot now talking about poll numbers. Hey, do you see this? We're polling, we're polling this. Hey, we're polling here. Hey, we're polling ahead of Biden. We're polling, we're polling, we're polling. As if this is some standard year with with no impeachments and and no trials and no nothing. I don't I don't ever look at a poll, good or bad, and say, wow, that's great, or wow, that's terrible. This year, 2024, is going to be unlike anything we've ever seen. Ever. This country has never went into an election year like this. With one candidate, the likely nominee on the Republican side, facing 90-some felony convictions, and the other guy being impeached and his prostate falling out of his pants. We've never, we've never run into something like this before. This is what, look, you and me, we're going to go through this together. I've, I don't know. We'll see. I know I have emergency food. I know that. I know that as I watch the world spin off its axis, and as I watch the people who run this planet declare war on our food supply, especially war on oil and gas, I say to myself, man alive, I've got to make preparations for my family. Have you heard the news from the beef industry? Yeah. Uh, get an emergency three-month food kit, please. My Patriot Supply sells non-perishable emergency three-month food kits Every person who lives in your home needs three months' worth of food. If you already have that, that's fine. Don't bother with it. Some people do, but most people do not. They just neglect it, and the problem is people neglect that until it's too late. Right now, they're 25% off, man. Take advantage while they're 25% off. Don't pay full price like a chump one day. Go to preparewithjessikelly.com and get an emergency three-month food kit for everyone who lives in your home. Prepare with jessikelly.com. Free shipping. It's automatic. Stock up now before you need it. Prepare with jessikelly.com. We'll be back. 
The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 